Hi there, and welcome to the show. The Nika Love Talk Chat explores a variety of fascinating topics, including cooking, traveling, and being a mom. All in all, this show is about living and loving life. The podcast is hosted by Nika Love, a first-time mother who has an active life filled with passions and interests. In each episode, Nika Love will give a down-to-earth talk about what's going on in her life, her plans, and advice for her listeners. Hello, my lovely people. Welcome to the Nika's Love Talk Chat. I am your host, the one and only Miss Nika Love, where this podcast, we are going to get deep into the real talk. We is going to talk about anything that sets your desires from relationships, motherhood, and we also going to uplift each other up by self-care, self-love, and self-you. So, sit back, relax, get your tea, get your coffee, and let's get ready to conversation with Miss Nika Love. In today's podcast episode, it's a part one and part two of this podcast. I had did a, a wonderful interview with a certified life coach. She's an author. She's an empowerful woman. And trust me, she will give it to you like it is. So I would like to introduce to Miss Lisa Frank. Who's on... You wrote the book. Like, who makes you aspire to write this book? I know it took you a long time to write that book. Like, mm-hmm. Well, my passion to help people uh, through it, I went from when I was diagnosed at age 40. At that time, my marriage was in a real tumultuous state. And while I was wrestling with trying to figure it out, figure out how to take care of myself, how to make all of the adjustments that were necessary to manage the illness. Because, you know, when we, when we have issues, when we, when we have issues, we have to go to God and say, Lord, I want to be healed. Right. Yes. But healing doesn't always come in the way that we want it to. Right. Healing doesn't always come immediately. Because there's a bigger picture. Paul went to uh, to God three times and said, take this thorn away from me. God told him three times. No, my grace is sufficient. So he had to learn how to manage his situation because God didn't take it away totally. So I believe God for my healing. I believe that I am healed, but a part of being healed is also knowing how to manage the, what you're going through. So I wanted to take what God taught me about managing my illness and how helping, how I had to learn how to help the people around me to help me. And I wanted to pen that to paper so that other people wouldn't have to struggle to go to, to learn how to do that. I also wanted people to heal because um, prior to being diagnosed and even after there's a lot of hurt. 
sometimes there's hurt because you're tied to people who don't want to believe that you have this mental illness. Because sometimes it means that they can't make certain demands on you that they would like to, that they can't have what they want. They can't have you be who they want you to be. Because prior to diagnosis and treatment, I would stay up for days. I mean, I I moved into a house, I talk about it in my book. I moved into a house and I was able to decorate that house in a month by myself. I'm talking borders in every room. I'm talking fully decorated, right? Because I was able to, because of the mania, I was able to stay up for days and get and and move like anybody else moved on one and two hours sleep. But that wasn't healthy. But then you become that superwoman to everybody who can get those things done. So now when you have to take care of yourself, you can't be that anymore. Well, that tends to let some people down if they're, if they're depending on you to be that way. So I wanted to help people. It, it pushed me because I wanted to help people maneuver through what they're going through and to heal from the hurts of the past. I know that I have a healing ministry because I can walk into a room and if there's a person who's emotionally hurting, I feel it. And I'm drawn to that person as well. Mm. Um, I want to ask you, um, as a Christian a woman, I'm getting deep more into God because in my younger days, I grew up in a Baptist church and like, I, you know, I felt lost, you know, through my times when I was in school, I was bullying. I was, you mm. know, like, I was, I didn't felt like myself, like I was as a young woman. And I'm still trying more to get myself better and keep talking to the Lord, like, like what I, I need to have my faith strong. Like my faith is, it's getting there, but it's feel like it's not really getting, like it's, it's challenging. Like, like my life. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell me more about, you know, your relationship with the Lord. Well, I went through a period of time of feeling the same way as you, because in a sense, I may not have been bullied in school, but I was bullied by my sister who uh, abused me emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And when I was, uh, when I was abused physically, I was actually burnt by her, literally burnt. Mm -hmm. And um, God worked all that. I was, had scars and everything. So even though I had physical scars and God took care of that, but you have to read the book to find out how he took care of that. Even though God took care of that, that's physical scars. But when you're dealing with emotional scars, that's something different. So the pain of that, I carried around for a very long time. And when I came to the Lord, I still carried it. To the point where it caused some physical challenges with stomach problems and different things. 
And when I went to the Lord for healing about those things, he had to talk to me about forgiveness, about how to interact with people and not shut down when people are hurting you and how to learn how to communicate and work through those hurts as well, right? Right. And because of that, so when I first got, when I first came to the Lord, I was, as I said, I was 18 and I'm 58. So that was a time when we were doing church choirs and the choirs were going to choir anniversaries from church to church or whatever. And you, and you were being encouraged. Oh, you're saved, he's saved, get married. And those marriages falling apart because you didn't have premarital counseling. You didn't have the tools. You didn't have the education to know that compatibility is also important and liking the same things and not just, not just being saved. Both of you being saved, it takes more than that. So eventually things fell apart because I was going from choir, church choir to church choir event, and I was and, and singing, but we weren't really encouraged to get in the word, right? So eventually I backslid. And as I said, I was out there eight years. And when I came back to the Lord, I mean, and the enemy always makes going back from God look good until you get out there. And then you, he wreaks havoc on your life. And so when I came back to the Lord, I, I had to fight to come back. Literally the enemy was trying to hold on to me. And I asked the Lord, I said, what happened? What, what happened? Why, why did I? And he, and, and he brought me to the scripture where Satan was tempting Jesus. And he said, oh, if you're son of God, you know, just jump off of this pinnacle and save yourself you know, and um, you haven't eaten. So eat these, you know, turn these stones into bread. And he said, man should not live by bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, he told him, you do not tempt the Lord thy God, right? And God showed me through that situation that it takes more than knowing a choir song to walk this walk. You have to know three people and and one thing and another and one thing you have to know yourself because sometimes we're blaming stuff on the devil that are really us and our unresolved issues that we have not addressed right we need to know the enemy and his tricks but most of all we need to know god right and we need to know god and how we know god is by knowing him through his word So we know his character. So when the enemy comes, we know when something is not him, when things are fishy and we need to take another look, we need to pray. But the main thing is to study God and stay in God's word because there's comfort in his word, there's peace in his word. And our lives are so busy that sometimes we just don't have the time like, you know, before to really dedicate to it. But it's just important to find and grab hold of the time. And also what's important, if possible, if there's no physical challenges, 
or medications involved that you need to talk to your doctor about, fasting is important. Because in this walk, he said, so he, he told him, he said, some things come out only but by prayer and fasting. And I live a fasted life. Living, that's something that God called me to. And living a fasted life means at least once a week, you know, turning down your plate, making a sacrifice, you know, to turn down your plate so that you can be before God and, and focus on him and him and his and him only and his word. Right. And sometimes because of health issues, you may not be able to do that. But there's other things that you can give up. Like recently for Lent, I gave up my um, um, board games that I like to play on my phone because I have a tendency to do that a lot, sometimes a little too much because it helps me to relax and, you know, to, to, to escape, right? And that's not so much a bad thing because that's what I enjoy. Like somebody might enjoy doing crossword puzzles. Somebody may enjoy crocheting or knitting or whatever, right? I, I crochet also, but anything done in extreme is error. So that is something that I can ha have a tendency to lean towards the extreme with. So I gave it up for Lent. And I often think about doing it. I have stuff pop up on my phone. <laughs> you know, you want to play this crossword game. I'm like, devil? Uh, or, or telling me, oh, somebody's waiting to challenge you. Somebody, I don't even challenge people with those games. I just play by myself, like solitaire. Excuse me, <laughs> like solitaire or, you know, um, you know, those kind of games or whatever. Um, blocks, you know, I like doing playing blocks and stuff like that, figuring those things out. But when I think of it now, I know that I'm gave it up for Lent. So it draws me to reading my word more or talking to God instead of doing that because I'm not going to do it. So that's the purpose of fasting or making turning down something if you can't do food is because it's going to, whenever you think to do it, you're going to think, well, I can do it because I'm, I let it go for God. So the natural thing for me to do is if I'm not doing that, then I'm going to talk to God. That's the purpose of it. And those are the things that help you to grow. And of course, being in the fellowship of the body of Christ, because whatever gifts we have, they're given to us for the perfecting of the saints and to strengthen each other. The Bible tells us to bear ye one another's burden, but he also tells every man to carry their own load. So when he's saying bear ye one another's burden, he's telling me to help you carry something that's too heavy for you. But if your load is a backpack, you need to carry that yourself. Yes. Yes. As a, me, I'm a mom, a wife, I'm a, a auntie, I'm a sister, and also a Christian woman. That mm -hmm. there's a lot of women who need that encouragement, that motivation right now, because they feel like they they're tired, they feel like they're overwhelmed, like they feel like they're taking mm -hmm. so much brick out of their back, and they feel like, Lord, what I can do, like I just what can encouragement words you can give to these women or men out here 
to uplift themselves because they feel like I know this whole pandemic had got people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, they broke them down. Like like oh yeah, people they are they already they feel lost and they feel like they're never gonna be found. Disillusion, you know, disillusion. I mean, you know, it's almost like um, being in a car and you're driving along. And the ride is going nice. The sun is shining. You know, things are going well. And then somebody comes up and sideswipes you. Mm. But when they sideswipe you, you bounce into the uh, divider in the road. And now you're all shaken up. Your car is messed up. Things are out of order. And And your car being messed up affects a lot of things because that's the car that you use to go grocery shopping. That's the car you use to go to church, to work. That's the car you use to get to your family members, your church. Now you can't get there, right? You can't even go to church. So we've been sideswiped. We've we've all been sideswiped. Yes, we have. And the first thing that you have to do is give yourself some grace because you're going through a time that is unusual and that you've never maneuvered through before. So you have to give your t- yourself that time and that space to recover from it. And to and to and it's and it's like and and we've lost so much. You know, grief is is big. I've heard people say, I can't wait to get back to church. I'm going to tear that rug up. Not me. <laughs> not me. Yes, yes. Uh, not me. I'm rejoicing now, right here at my home, right? I'm rejoicing now. Yes, I'm happy when I go to church, but I'm rejoicing now. But when I go back to church, my intention is to go with my healing arms open because somebody is going to be wailing because they've lost. They've lost jobs. They've lost ability to take care of their families. They've lost people. They've lost their sense of security. We've lost, there's a lot that has been lost. And People are going to need healing. And that's going to take time. And God wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And that just doesn't mean physical health. That means mental and emotional health. It's going to take some time to get through the things that we have endured and the residual of it. See, when they went through the through the uh, Red Sea, they there was dry ground. And when they got to the other side, there was no residual because the ground wasn't wet. But what we're experiencing here, there's some there's a whole lot of residual that's going to need to be addressed. David encouraged himself, and we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. We have to encourage ourselves. We have to encourage each other. We have to, uh, my daughter had a conversation today. She called 
um, her cable company because she's we're moving, as I said, next week. And they turned off her service too soon and she couldn't do her job at home. So she was livid. She was livid. And she wanted to tell that person off when she got him on the phone, but she heard the Lord say to her, don't do that. So she told the girl, she said, look, I'm, I'm frustrated. I don't want to take that out on you. I'm frustrated because this is the situation. And the girl said to her, okay, well, I'm going to try to help you, but how are you doing? And so she said, other than that, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Well, the girl began to tell her how she's doing for real, how she's doing. And her son was facing COVID. Uh, he had a COVID test and she was just praying that it would be negative because she was worried, you know, whatever. And my daughter said, let me pray with you. And she prayed with her. But she said to me, mom, I'm glad that I didn't go off like I really wanted to. She said, um, and what surprised me is that the girl, I'm sorry, uh, what she said, what surprised me is that the girl answered my question when I asked her how she was doing. We have a tendency to ask people, how you doing? And expect to hear, oh, I'm fine and keep going. We need to find out how people are really doing. Yes. And we need to be honest about how we are doing. We need not to judge each other. We need to give each other grace because we are walking through a season that we have never experienced before. We are in a fog like never before. And when you go through a fog, what did we say before? You're vulnerable. You don't know what you're gonna do. You don't know what you're gonna be exposed to. You don't know all of the variables that can affect you. You don't know if there's an accident ahead of you where all of the lights are off that you can run into. I'm sure if you haven't seen the, the accident that happened in Texas a couple of months ago with the ice storm and how those cars just ran, 115 cars in that accident. But God, yes, we mourn the loss of life, but seven people died out of 115 car pileup, that's the grace of God. Because it really could have, should have been worse. There were trucks that turned like they were toys in, um, in that pileup. So in these situations, like ever since the pandemic happened, there's some, you know, I've, I've, that's my favorite scripture, Romans 8, 28. And we know, and we know that all things, not some, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And ever since the pandemic happened, I felt what everybody else felt. I felt afraid, right? Like, uh, do you go outside? How do you go outside? Do you talk to anybody? Do you touch this? Do you not touch it? Do you wipe this? Do you clean that? I felt what everybody else has felt, right? Right. But although I felt it, I also was looking at God and looking for signs of him. 
right? Because I'm looking for the signs of the Romans 828. That my building closed down, not going back to work. Some people are complaining. I like going to the work. Gives me a chance to get away from the house, the kids, whatever. For me, it gave me an opportunity to move out of the state. That's a God thing. I needed to keep the mileage down on my car to trade it in. And the fact that we didn't go to work, there was no mileage used on my car. There was no gas, barely bought gas, right? Wasn't eating out, eating all all this bad food because you're not going to the office. You have time to cook at home. You're saving money there as well. Yes. You're not... Yeah, you're not getting dressed up every day. So you're saving on laundry, clothes, whatever. However you want to look at that, right? Right. So you have to look for the God in it as well, the, to see him in it. And what exactly is he doing? What? How is he blessing you through it? Not just, not just the bad that's happening. Yes. Also, my people wants to know, where can we find your books? So I have a website. It's www.coachlisafrankspeaks.com. And once you go on my website, it opens up to the book and the link that leads directly to Amazon because the book is on Amazon. Yes. Okay. You can also email me at Coach Lisa Frank Speaks at gmail.com. If you want a, a signed copy of it, you can always cash at me the money or Venmo, whatever. I'm on Facebook. I was doing lives every Thursday. Uh, haven't been doing it because I'm in the process of moving or whatever. And, you know, just even seeking God, you know, on the day and whether I am to continue and how to continue with that as well. So you can find me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Now and then I'm on Twitter every now and then. (laughs) But basically, basically through the website and just reaching out to me, you can DM me or whatever on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'll thank you so much for taking the time to do this small interview. And I'll make sure I will send the link down below to all my YouTubers who wants to get to know Miss Lisa Frank. She's an amazing, wonderful Christian woman. And um, you have been through the fire, through the rain, and... <laughs> I say God, God has been keep on blessing you and it's going to be blessing after blessing. For <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to um, be here and speak to your audience and encourage them. Oh, that's, I'm very happy to speak to you. Like it really touched my heart through all the things you told me you've been through. Like, I've been through the same situation what I've been through. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at NikaLove14 and on Twitter at NTalkChat1. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.